0: Today, ninety-six, of shaped by the word. We're in our third season. Story of the prophets and the prophets have uh, been a wonderful reminder, you know, of how unfaithful Israel has been, and of course, we ought to see in a mirror a reflection of our own faithfulness. And but on the other hand, how faithful our God is, and the fact that He hasn't given up on a stubborn and obstinate people—people who've had all of the you know, grace of knowing his law and knowing his instruction, seeing his mighty hand in deliverance and celebrating his goodness. And yet in spite of that, they're, they're indifferent to who he is and uh, they, they, they find themselves floundering. And, and God's continued pursuit and continued, you know, uh, you know call to a you know, stubborn people. And uh, we, we're just in love with the fact that the Lord does pursue us. He does contend with us he shows himself strong and and, uh, irresistible when we try to resist him and he shows himself gentle when we come to him humbly so uh, we finish out this week uh, in uh, Isaiah 44 and we'll read the first part of that chapter together As always when we read we 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 pause and we realize the moment uh, that you know stands before us is a gift from God that we may see him and know him and be formed by him for his grace, for his glory, and for the joy of the nations. So David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer?
1: Yeah, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, thank you for time timing your word, and, and we do ask that you would form us, you would shape us uh, to not look more and more like the world around us, but that we would look more and more like how your word has called us to be. And we know that's only a work that your spirit can do in us so we ask now that the the spirit be at work um, transforming us and making us into your people um, to live for your glory here in this time and and in this place we pray this all in the name of jesus amen
0: isaiah 44 but now listen jacob my servant israel whom i have chosen this is what the lord says he who made you and formed you in the womb and who will help you do not be afraid jacob my servant Jeshurun. Whom I have chosen for I'll pour water on a thirsty land and streams on the dry ground I'll pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants they will spring up like grass in a meadow like a popular tree uh, by flowing streams some will say I belong to the Lord others will call themselves by the name of Jacob still others will write on their hand the Lord's and will take the name of Israel this is what the Lord says Israel's king and redeemer the Lord Almighty I am the first and the last. Apart from me, there is no God. Who then is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and lay out before me what has happened since I established my ancient people and what is yet to come. Yes, let them foretell what will come. Do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim this and foretell it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? No, there is no rock. I know not one. All who make idols are nothing and the things that they treasure are worthless. Those who would speak up for them are blind. They are ignorant to their own shame. Who shapes a god and casts an idol? Who can profit? Um, which can profit nothing? People who do that will be put to shame. Such craftsmen are only human beings. Let them all come together and take their stand. They will be brought down to terror and shame. The blacksmith takes a tool and works it. Uh, with it in the coals he shapes an idol with hammers he forges it with the might of his arm he gets hungry and loses his strength he drinks no water and grows faint the carpenters measure with a line and makes an outline with a marker he roughs it out with chisels and marks it with a compass he shapes it in human form human form and all of its glory that it may dwell in a shrine he cuts down cedars or perhaps a cypress or an oak he let it uh, grow among the trees of the forest or planted a pine And the rain made it grow. It is used as fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. Half of the wood he burns in the fire. Over it he prepares his meal. He roasts his meat and eats his fill. He also warms himself and says, Ah, I'm warm. I see the fire. From the rest he makes an idol. His idol, uh, he bowed, uh, to his idol he bows down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, Save me, you're my god. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so that they cannot see and their minds close that they cannot understand. No one stops to think. No one has a knowledge or understanding to say, half of it I use for fuel. I even make bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate it. Shall I um, make a detestable thing from what is left? Shall I bow down to a block of wood? Such a person feeds on ashes. A deluded heart misleads them. He cannot save himself or say, is not this thing in my right hand a lie? Remember these things, Jacob, for you, Israel, are my servant. I made you. You are my servant, Israel. I will not forget you. I've swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like a morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Sing uh, for joy, you heavens, for the Lord has done this. Shout aloud, you earth beneath. Burst into song, you mountains, your forests, and all your trees, for the Lord has redeemed Jacob. He displays his glory in Israel. Yeah, well, this is a second indictment of idols, and this one, you know, gets a little bit uh, stronger. Uh, you know, in a sense he said, you go out and you find a cypress, or maybe an oak, or maybe even grew a pine. You know, for the very purpose, you cut it down and you take a small chunk out of it and you make a god. The rest of it, you warm yourself with and you cook your meat over and stuff like that. Has it ever occurred to you? You know, there's no difference between what is burning in the fire and what you're worshiping. You know, in your shrines uh they can't speak their eyes are plastered over uh and it just an incredible image you know, that, you know god is using you know to indict you know israel for the you know silly things that they've trusted in
1: yeah, who says god doesn't have a sense of humor right i mean you get to see him even the fact that he would just list numerous trees is funny to me like you could take this tree or that tree or this tree you could grow a tree And you sit by the fire, even that. ah, I am warm. (laughs) I see the fire. Um, Uh, There it is. It's just so funny to see him kind of, and, and obviously I can think of, yeah, I know people that are like these people, mm -hmm. you know, that I can, I can, it's so much easier to see the idols of other people's lives and to often see your own idols. And, and so I do laugh at this person. I can quickly think this person isn't me, but that person is me so often. And, and that's some my shame, as he said earlier.
0: No, it, it, it is, I mean, you know, and, and of course that's you know part of, you know, why we come to the Word on a regular basis, you know, to be, you know, uh, uh, and it's so meaningful to us, you know, the the you know title of this podcast to be shaped by the Word, to have our hearts recalibrated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to look away from you know worthless things and to look into things of ultimate value, and to to be reminded. And as Peter you know, would you know, say that you know, it's no, it's no problem for me to say the same things to you over again. Or I'm sorry, Paul said that, and mm-hmm. and, and it's true for us too. You know, verse nine sums it up: all who make idols are nothing, and the things they treasure are worthless. And and that's true whether they're you know they're cast in the image of human beings and set up in a shrine, or whether they're in our garage, parked there waiting for our next you know garage sale. The things that uh, we happen to put a lot of value in, have no value, and the one thing that we we put very little value in is of ultimate value, and that's the grace that we find in the work of our Lord who created us. I, I love what he's talking about when he's talking about you're forming an idol and he says, you, you put it in human form, that glorious form, mm-hmm. reminding them of who was it that formed right. you know humanity out of the dust, and then he says to them, I have formed you right. in, in the womb, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I have, created you and you're creating idols and how in the world you know, can these idols be of anything look at what I've created in you and all of your glory and all of your abilities and look at what you've created and, and we've been you know, through this all week long mm-hmm. you even have to nail the feet to the floor so it won't fall flat on <laughs> its face
1: and then yet you see grace at the end right so if you're listening or if you're like me and you're like oh dang it I'm convicted of some idols and he's like well you can return to me, you know, like you can come back to me. I'm your redeemer. I'll, those sins, man, that's just like the, the morning mist. Like I, I'll remove it. I'll sweep it away. And and I, I feel like, I mean, it happens kind of quickly here in, in the passage, but mm-hmm. you know, so often we are kind of slow to return to the Lord. And and that is why I think Paul, like what you're saying, that's, that's the beauty of the grace of the scriptures in your life. That's the beauty of the grace of community and, even gathering corporately with the church is it kind of puts that back in front of you again like hey you you might have drifted you can return you can come back to the redeemer and, and that's always good news
2: and i just love that um you know he does tell them not to be afraid uh, jacob my servant For i will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground yeah. so just just the reality that God has chosen, but God is keeping those that He has He has chosen.
0: No, and their flourishing is in him. And of course they have you know, we, we have a lot to be afraid of as we, you know, kind of our nation you know, is in, in turmoil, we're, you know, kind of really uh, you know, turned one against another. There, there's even, you know, talks of civil war, whether it never gets you know, past Twitter or, or whether it does go further or whatever it does. We have a lot to be afraid of, but they're being swept back and forth through major powers. They've been overrun, you know, on, on more than one occasion. They've had enemies right outside the gates, you know, that have been repelled. They've finally been brought into captivity in Babylon. Uh, you know they they have a lot more on the horizon to be afraid of but God says you know and and this is going all the way back to chapter 40 you put your hope in me Mm -hmm. and I'll renew your strength Mm -hmm. if you put your hope in your youth even youths you know melt Uh, but if you put your hope in me I'll renew your strength and of course we have the again the rhythm of the prophet we move easily from you know judgment to grace Mm -hmm. And, and Uh, We've tried to emphasize, you know, this week in our podcast that it it all depends on how we meet God. If we meet God in our pride, then we can be assured of his resistance and his judgment. Uh, You know, Paul and Peter both said it. You know, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself into the mighty hand of God. He might lift you up in due time. And uh, that's that's you know when we humble ourselves before the Lord we find grace. When we harden our hearts before Him we we find judgment. And that's why you'll find these rhythms moving back and forth in Scripture because of the same rhythms in our life. We move from pride to grace, from pride to grace. Mm -hmm. You know, back and forth. It has been a it's been a fun week, you know, in the Word, and and I say fun. It's not all fun. It's (laughs) it's it's kind of uh, you know revealed you know to us you know, some of our own idolatries. But even in that, uh, you know, God doesn't, uh, God's, you know, goal is not to embarrass us or reduce us to nothing. God's goal is for us to meet Him and to turn from the things, you know, that uh, capture our affections and heart and turn to Him and in Him uh, to find grace Mm -hmm. and life and hope. Cindy, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer?
2: Father, we... Thank you and, and praise you that, that you are our God. There is no one or no other like you. You are our rock. And because of um, your faithful servant, Father, you have provided for us in ways that we could never, ever begin to even provide for ourselves. That you have taken care of our sin and you have distanced it from us, Lord, that you might have fellowship with us. And we thank you for that great work. May we just be reminded again today, Um that we belong to you and that you've provided for us through your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen.